Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Heads and Tails. So, boys, a couple of weeks since we've last spoken, and the good news is this boy won't be changing who he supports in Super League, and this boy <laughs> won't be changing who he supports in NRL because St. Helens have gone four on the bounce and Penrith have gone back to back. Yes, the boys over the moon. Can't wait for next year. Five in a row, three in a row, incoming. And that's all for this week. Uh, Talking heads and tails. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Tweet us at CH and say. In a couple of weeks' time, you get to pick a new nationality. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Who knows? Jed's Jed been practising his German all year. Dual, dual nationality. Is it not the Cricket World Cup too? So you've got Rugby League World Cup for one nationality. So split you open, Jay, and you bleed the pride flag. No, because I, I reckon England are going to win. I reckon England could win all three, as in Rugby League, Cricket and Football. And I could win the lottery tomorrow and every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, do you know, there's no chance of England winning the Rugby League World Cup and there's definitely no chance of us winning the Football World Cup. I do think there's a massive chance of us winning the Cricket World Cup, though, the T20 World Cup. Yeah, OK. So I think out of the three competitions, what are we most likely to win if we go in World, wait, wait. World Cup? That, you've treated that like a pointless answer. Of... Wait there, hold on. I've got a, I've got a spider situation. Pat, that, that's not how it works. I don't answer. I don't make a statement, and then you make. A, then you ask a question Sorry. where I've just answered it with my statement. So, Hello. out of the three options, which one do you think is going to be most pointless or most <laughs> chance of winning the, winning the World Cup? Uh, the cricket's got to be top, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Pat, there's genuinely like a 50 to 1 chance of us winning the football and the Rugby League World Cup. Yeah. There's not a bet you'd want to put on, is it? I'd like to see the odds, though. Yeah, so would I. I've deleted bet 365. Please can somebody try it? I might might try Sky Request to bet. It's not a bad shout, is it? No. I'll have to walk down to the bookies to do that. Do it off the pod account. Just doing it now. Okay. All right. So, Pat, uh, have you got any comments on St. Helens being the best Super League team of the modern era? Or it's boring uh, now. It was boring last week. Never mind this week. Um, have I got any comments? No, they're a good side. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeding it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the game to an extent. Actually, did I enjoy the game? No, like, to be honest, one thing I would say is if there was ever a team that didn't deserve to be there, it was Leeds. Like, oh, 100% just, agree. I was just a bit like, what What a anti-climax of what, what has been a reasonably good season. Yeah, I was travelling through Manchester on the day of the final and saw some Leeds fans. And uh, I was with some pals and they were asking me, oh, uh, what what's the rugby about? Who do you think is going to win? And I said, well, I don't really want to say in front of all these Leeds fans because I'm a St. Helens fan. Uh, and then I got chatting to some Leeds fans on the tram and I said, oh, yeah, you've done well like getting here. And they were, oh, yeah, we've done bloody well getting here hey, up. And they're all like Yorkshire, Yorkshiremen, aren't they? So I just kind of let them, let them get on with it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, even the Leeds fans thought they were lucky being there. But uh, because I don't want Brad to... Remain silent all pod. Uh, we, we can swiftly move on from Rugby League. Because no, I it's fine. It's... I do think it was a bit of a travesty that it wasn't a St. Helens-Wigan final if out, out of, obviously, Leeds and Wigan. I do think Salford should have been there, but I, I've, I've stopped crying about that now. Um, Doesn't sound like it. But but Leeds getting there, we, it, we just, it was... I was at the final. It was a bit dead. Um... In comparison to the NRL Grand Final, it's just a different ball game. Yeah, Le- Leeds were just shit. Um, Saints didn't really have to do much. It was kind of like I don't know. Obviously, they they got so much experience in that final, and when you let them score two tries in the opening what fifteen minutes, it's not it's not really going to go well, is it? 
Oh, yeah, I agree. And they're a bit of a momentum team in games. But but to move away from results, Brad, I thought something that you would be really interested in and have lots to say on is, have you seen that the World Cup has announced the officiators for the tournament? I just wondered if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, the first person I wanted to check is if that little weasel's on their own ears. <laughs> how, how, well, obviously we are limited on talent of officials in the UK, but Lord almighty. He will, suppose it, I reckon odds on an NRL player to crack him. Very, very high. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the level of officiating in the NRL? It's not like it's amazing. Yeah. Well, if he officiates an England game, it'd be all right because he'll be ridiculous on it. But yeah, okay. Um. So slight tangent. Um. I mean, this is completely thinking out loud here. Have the most iconic referees and umpires in my head the most iconic are always to do with cricket yeah no yeah. football there was that really scary bald guy who was a old football ref was he like the only police officer wasn't he Kalina oh, yeah wasn't he on like the cover of like a pro evolution soccer or something like that it was yeah. like the only non-player to be on a cover of a pro video Evo game five I think it was or Brad, pro Evo five I'm, I'm yeah, going to deal that, that, and that's yeah. If Brad, if you're right here, no, you're wrong. It Pro Evo Five was John Serry and Thierry Henry. Well, I said Pro Evo Six, maybe. Yeah, it's Pro Evo Three. I'm a third guess. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's a scary block. Right, so uh, let's let's move on. Um, from from that ridiculous yarn. Uh Pat, so got a few notes here. Wild yeah. blueberries. Wild blueberries, yeah. Um so uh out for a walk uh, the other weekend, really nice, having a great time. Um there's a bit of a decline and I'm just buying time because my knees there's nothing left of them. So I'm just buying time having a look around, having a look at the floor. And I was like, oh, what are those What are those bl- blueberries that are growing just close to the floor? And then I was like, look, there's more and there's more and there's more of them. And they look uh, like, honestly, they're exactly like the blueberries you get in the shop. Um, So I picked a load of them. Had, luckily, I, we, we took a, um, like a picnic with us, so I had some boxes. So I filled a box full of these blueberries. Um, it was all going well. Came home, ate them with my my dinner. Um, and yeah, it was all great. Uh, gave them a little Google later. Blueberries do not grow in the UK. <laughs> so what had you consumed? Don't know, but at one point in the night, the night after I consumed them, I woke up drowning in my own sweat and thought I was going to die and was absolutely <laughs> fine. And then woke up in the morning and was like, hmm, wonder what that was. Um, they are I know, edible. I, I don't want to be rude here, but is you waking up drowning in your own sweat not a normal thing, or? No, no. No, contrary to popular belief, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so was a bit rogue but enjoyed it they were really nice berries i just need to find out what berries they are because i don't think they're bad for you i just they're definitely not blueberries do they taste nice yeah really gen- like genuinely very nice did you um, have them on their own on their own just no i had of... them with some carrot cake oh would they have been nice in a pie or a crumble uh yeah they would have gone well in a crumble they would have gone well in muffins as well oh nice I think I do, I do find it peculiar on a walk that you pick up fruit and eat it. I, yeah, I, have, I have apples growing in my back garden. I wouldn't even think twice while eating them. I think that's that so, is, so wasteful. It's like something my granddad would do. Like, so you're telling me you're not out cutting about out outside, obviously not near roads and that, but like out in the countryside, you wouldn't eat blackberries. No, nope. I, I walked through a cornfield the other day and people. But why? Actually, my head was falling off. Walked through a cornfield on a walk, and then halfway through this walk, type a little 
like seating area. It's got like each oven going like a little bit of a coffee shop or coffee hut sort of thing. And someone had porn but was just scraping all the corn off it. Okay. But, uh, onto, the, onto the floor. That's weird. Yeah, my head was falling off. So, so hold on. I just need. Uh, I've got a couple of clarification questions. So. If I got an allotment and grew vegetables and fruit on an allotment, you're telling me you wouldn't eat it? Oh, no, what? I'd definitely eat that because you've oh, grown it. it's been cultivated. Oh, right, okay. So you're just it's just the wild aspect of it that you're not... It is a wild aspect. I don't want to yeah. turn into Bear Grylls overnight whilst, whilst hiking. Right. I don't Fair think enough. anybody is afraid of you turning into Bear Grylls. No. I've also yeah. actually funny you say this so obviously been in my house two years today happy yep. anniversary Brad um, so by my driveway is like a little bit of a grass patch we've got like a tree on there yes. mushrooms have started to grow there first time in two years I've been seeing them yeah, yeah I actually I actually noticed them when I came round on um, on the weekend because we made a joke is tall friend of the pod gonna go picking magic mushrooms and eat them and camp on your front garden like he has them in the past yeah I'd, me, me and me <laughs> that's, that's the alternative friend of the pod as well like, eh? tall friend of the pod yeah, yeah. we get tall friend of the pod completely <laughs> baffled about where they've come from how they've got there yeah it's a bit I mean uh, there's a bit of a funny yarn in my family that when my mum was younger, she went on holiday with my um, my grandma and granddad. And my granddad's a bit of a um, bit of a oh I'm 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 right kind of guy. I'm going to do it my way or the highway. And they were driving down a back road in Spain, and um, he just stops, sees some pears, winds the car window down. <laughs> Go on, girls, do you want a uh, do you want a pear? No, we're all right. Picks it, starts eating this pear, and it's a prickly pear that you need to kind of take all the skin off before you eat. Didn't notice. And he just had loads of these like little fine needles in his tongue, in his gum, in the back of his mouth. And my uh, my mum was like, yeah, your grandma was there with tweezers all night pulling these needles out. So that's the other side of picking berries and wild fruit. Hold on. Hold on. Your granddad picked a prickly pear and just bit into it. Yeah. And didn't even bat an eyelid. Nope. Right. And you wonder how he discovered whether stuff was poisonous or not. Like, what's he doing? Madman. Yeah. He also, to bite through that as well, what are his teeth made out of? Metal. This <laughs> this is the same granddad that um, a couple of months ago, when he... Um, went up to my cousins for some for some dinner they brought some sushi back because they'd just been into manchester or something and he saw a big pile of wasabi thought it was mushy peas took half a teaspoon and put it in his mouth <laughs> class <laughs> that and is al- class and also the same granddad when i went, was out for tea with him on saturday and we also had sushi uh, he said, oh, what's that? I said, oh, it's some pickled ginger. And I was putting it on the sushi and then eating it. He just got a fork full of pickled ginger and just ate it on its own. Each to their own. Right. Yeah. I've, I've Googled the photo of prickly pear here. No way does that even look edible. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't my, even... My head would fall off if I saw someone bite into that. It looks like a cactus. Yeah, I mean... He's, he's an interesting guy. Great, great Fair bloke. Play. Um, so, I've also done a bit of Dior in, in the background. Berries, um, berries native to the northeast. Was yeah. it a crowberry? Let's have a look. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. The, well, the good news is. They're edible. Uh, I'm not sure whether they. It didn't. It didn't. The leaves look different on that. But or was it a bilberry? Bilberry. Let's have a look. Bilberry. 
Definitely a bilberry. 100% a bilberry. All right, we're sa- at least we're safe. We're not. I'll, I'll just spell it B-I-L. Yeah, B-I-L. Bilberry. They, they look word. very like, like, to be fair, there's a picture here on Google that is a comparison between a bilberry and a blueberry. And fuck me, they look like blueberries, don't they? They yeah. do look very similar. And not joking, they're very, very nice. They're blueberries like... are sometimes European blueberries. So technically, they are blueberries. Yeah. Well, next year, you'll be finding me in the hills of Northumberland around this time harvesting because there's hundreds of thousands of them. And I, I used to eat bilberries as a kid. They used to put, um, I tell you where you boys will know their bilberries from. Um, have you ever seen bilberry pie on offer in IKEA cafes? Not at all. It's like a cheesecake, and it's got what you think are blueberries in it, but it's actually bilberries, and it's well nice. Wow. Oh. oh, we've got a uh, we've got a visitor. Do you want to say hello, Brad? Oh, why have you I not don't... done the recycling again, <laughs> Brad? Yes. Um... <laughs> Brad, do you want some I've, mushrooms? I've got some more up, updates on bilberries. Yeah. Historically, they were used for medical purposes for conditions such as diarrhea, inflammation of the mouth, and urinary problems. So I don't know why that made you sweat loads, Brad, because it's meant to actually help yeah. you. Well, the other, the other, the other contributing factor to that was I accidentally put the heating on full whack an hour before bed, so it could have been that. I'm going to full up before bed. Whew, how the other half yeah. live, eh, Brad? How the other <laughs> half live? I've got my salatics on, so it can't move. <laughs> yours, yours is like you know when you go to Airbnbs and they've got like um, the thermostat in like an emergency box. box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat's got a hive which is just constantly on, which it updates in where it's gone gone below twenty three degrees. <laughs> yeah, he's paying Keep for the Hawaii warm. setting. Yeah. I just Not got wrong. budgie smugglers on underneath. I just just t shirt and budgie smugglers job. Oh, yeah, so I mean my, I've had another trip out in the budgies to the um to the sauna and the on the swimming pool at the gym and they they're comfy. They're they're a comfy They uh, are really comfy. They, you have got to have a lot of confidence and self esteem to wear them. Especially in the UK, I think. When you wear them abroad, it's not too bad. But in the UK, you're going to get a lot of a lot of looks, aren't you? Yeah. The so. material on them looks thick. Like I still, I'm still yet to buy a pair of budgies, but they look they look sturdy. Yeah, thick material for a thick boy gives you an extra 0.5 millimeters in girth. Yeah, everyone needs something to work with, doesn't they? <laughs> even, yeah. even easier you got when you got some socks down there. Yeah, so so with, with that extra point five millimeters of girth, I'm now at one millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Neoprene socks. Yeah. Yeah. Them socks are thin. <laughs> um, Jed, Jed, it, Jed puts them socks in. Joe, you do when you try on trainers, but you've got no socks with you. <laughs> um, Speaking of actual budgies and swimming, have you seen the yarn about uh, Joe Ross Edgley, the guy who does like stupid things? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see how he was meant to do a 72-hour continuous swim in the Loch Ness? No, Um, I did not see that. I'd I'd heard it. Well, it was good for charity. It was obviously a good cause, but... Raising awareness by doing a 72-hour continuous swim is absolutely nuts. I think he got through to like 50 hours or something. But is he the fellow that swam around the UK? Wouldn't surprise me. He's done some ridiculous things before. It's hard, it's hard to sort of... Yeah, he swam around Great Britain without touching land in 2018. That is mental. I think swimming's one of the hardest things. It's much harder than running and cycling. Jed, he swam for 52 hours and 39 minutes continuously. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's hard. That's like beyond human, surely. What are you saying? Have we come across the first part man, part fish? 
He could be the first one to stop Erling Haaland. Oh, okay. This is a question. If what fish are the three of us? If we were part man, part fish, what th- what fish would we all be? Killer whales. Now, nah, like you know, like native fish. I what, think like Pat's, you, got, you... Pat's, Pat's got trout all over him. <laughs> Rainbow trout, I'll take. <laughs> I'm going to go for Siskoet, which is apparently the fattest fish that swims either in fresh or salt water. <laughs> Shows I'm versatile and quite a thicky. We're not, we're not fat, we're just thick. So, look, I, I think I put thickest fish in, it might go for the other option of being stupid. What, what, how are you spelling that, Brad? What? I need, a, I need a, yeah, No, I need a, an image of this fish. S I S, yeah, All right, so this is it. Oh, what's the most meaty fish? Swordfish. No, that's not in the UK, is it? UK. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, they're big boys, then. Or would we be turbot? Jeez, have you seen that 5,000-pound behemoth is the world's heaviest bony fish? And it's fucking massive. Well, it's 5,000 pounds, so... No, how have they, uh, they weighed that fish? How have they in fresh underwater? They get it what out of the they... water to weigh it. Yeah. Hold on, Brad. What? Something that's five thousand pounds. How would you carry that? Have you not seen the size of them trailers? Them like big fish trawler things. Have you never watched Robson Green fishing? (laughs) Have you never watched Gone fishing? Five thousand. How much? What's that? Two thousand. Two thousand kilograms. Yeah, a couple of ton. I mean, I I like Bob Mortimer, but he's not lifting that up on the river. No, he's not. He's not. Have you seen them big Atomer's boats? not there fishing, that is it. Yeah, there's commercial whaling. So if you can pull a whale out of the ocean, you can pull out a five a five thousand pound fish. How heavy is, is a whale? Is that, is that a How heavy you, is a whale? Uh... Yeah. Pat, I don't have all this nonsense in my head. Like, well, I was. Do you watch the news, lad? <laughs> what about whales? How heavy is illegal uh, whaling? Whale. 190,000 kilograms. That can't be true. That's... Mate, have you not seen the size? Have of... you just Googled <laughs> heaviest whale ever? No, how heavy is a whale in kilograms? So a sperm whale is about 40 tonne. So that's 40,000 kilograms. There you go, Fe- Brad. Wait, female blue, blue whales weigh more. 190,000 kilograms. I don't know if that's the... I don't know if that's the whales that Chinese like to eat illegally, but that's that's heavier than the fucking country. Um, so whilst we're on fishing, <laughs> I saw an interesting story the other day. It was in a fishing competition in America. Uh, some there was a thirty thousand pounds or thirty thousand dollar prize up for grabs for the winners, and people got caught cheating. Because what they were doing, so it was who can catch the heaviest fish. What these people were doing, they caught a fish and then put lead weights in its mouth. So when it got weighed, it was heavier. That is scandalous. Yeah. It's not It's not the most out there uh, sports scandal recently, which this has been covered on other podcasts, so we won't go into it. But I'm not sure if you've heard about the chess player that's been accused of having a vibrating bead up his rectum. Is he the one that's been playing against Hold Magnus? On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that... See, I've... Weird, weird, weird sort of interest. That is something I've been, like, following a little bit, but I've not got to that part of the uh, anal bead fantasy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Have you not which, heard this part? Which part of your weird interests is piquing your interest there? <laughs> Cheating in chess or having vibrating anal <laughs> beads up... Using hold on, using vibrating anal beads to some in some way communicate 
something. No. Morse said, code. Morse code said, anal beats. What I said, what I said, Pat, is I already, I already knew about the cheating at chess. I didn't understand how he was fucking doing it. Now, the fact that he's doing it through vibrated anal beads is, is piquing me interest a little bit more. How, <laughs> that, how, how does a vibrate, something vibrating in your ass go, move that chest to D5? <laughs> I would never, ever describe the feeling that I'm feeling is. It's piqued my interest. But you know what? I do want to know more now. Yeah. Like, it's like, like you've got a Google notification. Whoa, yeah. I've got a Google the Google notifications <laughs> come through. Chess anal beads are at it again. <laughs> Imagine if he was meant to move someone in F4 when he moved to F5 and it was just vibrating like fuck because he got it wrong. That's nuts. He, he, to be fair, you've got to have some sort of intuition to get to that level of... I don't, I don't understand how that would make you cheat too because chess obviously a game that's played just live. Do you reckon I, if you, I like, just, hover your I hand was... over the piece, you're like, oh, <laughs> just... yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> the strength of vibration. Yeah. But <laughs> the, reason, the reason they thought it was cheating is because there's a thing with chess where you can make, like, perfect moves, and apparently it's, like, um, it's percentage of perfect moves, like, 98%, which is just unheard of. What, like, do you remember, uh, what was it called again, that? that show that came out that everyone watched on Netflix. The Queen's with... Gambit. Yeah, do you remember on The Queen's Gambit where she, like, did, like, seven consecutive moves? Do you think, like, the intensity of the vibration builds up as he, he does each move? Like, it builds up to suggest that there's another move he could be doing. Is that is that where we're going with that? I bet his arsehole has a fucking party when he wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... I, th- I feel like before I feel like we could speak about this for three hours. Um, I'm just thinking about his other applications. <laughs> Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. easiest way to cheat on that was coughing. But I just think like, how has he got to the point going? Right, I want to cheat at chess. What's the best way I could do this? He's he's drew a few sort of he's on top five ways to cheat in chess. How's putting something up your ass got to number one? How how has chess become such a high stakes sport that people are willing to put something up their ass to cheat? Yeah, like if it was like poker, I'd get it. If it was like a big Las Vegas <laughs> poker tournament, a lot was on the line. You'd probably have worse things up your ass in Vegas as Go well. On. You'd put anything up your ass to win seven mil, mil at poker, wouldn't you? One hundred percent. I suppose I don't know what's on the line when it comes to a chess game, to be fair. All right. Prime chess tournament winnings. And there's nothing to be proud about there if you've cheated using anal beads. Um, yeah, or is, this, or is there a lot to be... Like, is there a lot to be um, proud of, thinking of it? I mean, the winner of the Chess World Cup in 2019, 110 grand. That's the world. How's he got found out? No, I don't actually think it's been proven. I just think it's <laughs> been a, a, a... What, an, a, a wild accusation? Yeah. It's been an allegation, yeah. Fucking checking his bank, checking his bank yeah. statements and his... his so from analbeads.com and then loads of little electrical yeah. devices, a drill. Yeah. I suppose, right, though, it's such a wild story that there is no smoke without fire. No. Do you know what? I think there, I think it's got to the point where they've gone, how else could he possibly cheat apart from either being wired up or something's in there, in there shaking his leg? Yeah, he's shaking more than his leg, lad. Unless you're talking about about his third leg. Or, I mean, this this is coming back to our earlier point. There's a solution to all this. You you have to play chess from now on wearing nothing but budgie smugglers. I don't think that would solve the problem. Why not? Budgie smugglers and a metal detector as you go through to the game. Ah, how are these these plastic anal beads now? It's the 21st century, man. 
I don't think there's any way of doing it, is there? Rectal exam pre pre game <laughs> pre game rectal exam. They're saying here that he cheated in more than a hundred online matches, but why? How? How do you use anal beast to win an online match? No, I think the I think it was he had a track record of cheating. So then, oh, in the, right, okay. so it's not surprising that he's going above and beyond. But the online games were just for fun, I think, or like not non-ranking games. Yeah, the guy he beat to, he didn't. What, what's he called? Who's the main guy? Magnus. Magnuson. Magnus Clarkson, or whatever he's called. He, um, he he hadn't lost. He hadn't lost a chess game himself in like thirty-five. He's like a what do they call him? Like chess masters or something. Grand, yeah, Grand not... Wizard or something like that. Grand Masters, yeah. Dungeon Master. Yeah, and that's that's also the call sign of tall mushroom eating friend of the pod from Wigan. The Dungeon oh, is Master. It? All right. RuneScape and, RuneScape and find out. Yep. We're going to play a fun game now. Chess player okay. or ex-World Strongest Man competitor. <laughs> Okay. Because I think Magnus Carlsen definitely sounds like he can lift an Atlas stone. Yeah. All right. Oh, so Vladimir Kramnik. Chess player. Chess player. Yeah, correct. Um, one minute. I just need my... My Dior to go to the other tab. <laughs> yeah, the other yeah. tab where I've got all my structure. My Diorin wasn't as good as it should have been. All right, we've got another one. Oh, Bobby Fisher. Chess player. Chess player. All right. One minute. Let me let me change tabs now. <laughs> one minute, let me just change tabs and then change it back and then change it back again. All right. Um Oh, yeah. I know this one. Hikaru Nakamoru. We're not to a powerlifter So what? Chess Who player. You for? You're going to have to get a powerlifter out somewhere. Oh, Brad's fallen for the... Uh, surely he's got to do it. <laughs> well, strongest man. <laughs> Correct, but it's a chess player. All right. Last one here. I was waiting for you to do like Lucas Pudzianowski or something. Marius Pudzianowski. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Kim Ujarak. I reckon he's got all chess players. What's his na- What's his nationality? Fucking hell. All right, one minute. Um, I don't know. It's not letting me click on it. I'm going to go powerlifter. Not powerlifter, you know what I mean? Fucking hell, Pat. You've gone four for four. Brad's fallen for the surely he's now going to do four chess players. <laughs> oh, Brad. Oh, what a game. Uh, so, yeah, come back next week for another game of powerlifter or chess player. Uh, <laughs> Where you won't be able to tell which jobs Jeff's been looking between. Yeah. But just playing a game himself on, on whether to actually kick a chess player off or, or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. We'll, we'll move on from from that yard now. Uh, Brad, so you've been at some interesting events. I mean, you've you've yeah. had a new story to tell on the pod every other day for the past two weeks. I don't but if... have you forgotten them all apart from this one? Going your excitement builds on telling a story. Well then Pat cancels every podcast date possible for three weeks. No, it kind of, I, I, it kind it's of been dies down to me as well. It's been down to me as well. Fuck you both, eh? Um, yeah. So I went to I had an event. Go and do po- one minute. Sorry, go and do a podcast with your other mates then. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I cancelled last night. Yeah, fair enough. Jed cancelled the week before. I'll have none of this behaviour, Brad. You are the last anyway. person to cancel. Because someone can't catch a train who, on time. Who, who, who would, uh, who would you make a pod with the other mate? Would, you, would it be your other, your other Salford mates from Lee? That's what you could be. Ah, oh, what a podcast name! Three Salford, the three, the three Salford fans from Lee. <laughs> three lads from Lee. Rolls off the tongue so much you struggle <laughs> to say it. Yeah. 
Larry <laughs> Lodge from you, Lee. Yeah, yeah. You could introduce. You could introduce it. Hello and welcome to Behind en- Enemy Lines. Three Salford <laughs> fans from Lee. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Behind Enemy Lines is a better one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, right. there you go, Brad. Let us know when. Uh, let us know when you get loads of followers. Well, I'll just yeah. stop doing this. So I won't let you know. We can still. Stu- <laughs> <laughs> I just better tell. <laughs> the show tell because I'll be everywhere. If um, it was just a podcast with me and Pat, there would be some absolute shit chatted. It'd just be oh, like 100%. the best way to spatch cock a chicken for <laughs> yeah. two hours. We need Brad to level us. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the leveler in this situation, but how do you weigh fish that are in the water? Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, Brad, but you can't. <laughs> All right, Brad, come on, sorry. We interrupted your yard. Come on. Um, so it's Concord, a Manchester airport, where the... which This was actually a similar time to when Queen Elizabeth um, passed away. R.I.P. R.I.P. Queen Lizzie. Um, I thought it said Thin Lizzie then, which would have been funny. Um, LAUGHTER so, yeah, so it's where the Royal Concord is. And the actual Concord, so I sat on this Concord whilst I was, they were doing a tour. And the guy doing the tour used to be a pilot. And the stuff he was sprouting, you just, like, engulfed in everything he was saying. It was well interesting. I'm not sure if you guys are clued up on said Concord or not. Well, um, I don't think... You, are you going to tell us anything he told you, or...? I could be here for hours. Um, coolest thing was, well, coolest thing was is that you could get, you could see sunrise, say in Manchester, fly to Barbados, and then see sunrise in Barbados. It used to go back in time, sort of thing. Cause it, obviously, that quick. It used to go at um, <laughs> oh, I'll need to do how quickly went speed went. Go on. I, to uh, say the speed of light. No. It broke the sound barrier, didn't it? I love yeah. the it basically went back in time. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just looked at the screen and just saw Pat put his head in his hands. <laughs> Concord got you to Paris in half an hour and could travel back we took, the we took off in Manchester and went and went to Barbados and landed. It was eighteen ninety three. Concord, with that quick, we'll get you there yesterday. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm just winding you up. It, it went one thousand four hundred miles per hour. That's nuts. Yeah, it wasn't it? Why did they stop it? Was it like that inefficient on fuel or something like that? So these, well... Did it, it go on fire a, a couple of times? No, there's a, cra- there's a crash in Paris. So there's like, Paris had some and then the UK had some. Well, France had some and the UK had some. There's a crash in, crash in Paris. Then the World Trade Centre went down. And it used to be for like actresses, businessmen who'd literally just go to like New York for the day. Um, but then kind of like technological, technological advancements like Zoom, being able to access people a bit easier just made it not really feasible. It used to be 15 grand for like a day. They used to do like day returns. Imagine that, well, getting a day return to New York. Imagine getting a day return from New York and getting there yesterday. Sorry uh, about that. I feel like I'm nitpicking here, but did you just say that because of technical... <laughs> Technological advancements like Zoom, they stopped. <laughs> Wait, you're actually being fucking stupid there. How, how can you not think that's a thing? What do you mean? Like, they stopped running Concord in like 2002. No, they didn't. Mate. <laughs> this is what he fucking said to me. I don't even ask him questions. Professional scepticism there, Brad. Come on. Well, a website 
was it? 2003, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. The world was waiting for a technological advancement. <laughs> Concord stops. Someone best get on with Zoom. There's a website. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Skype. <laughs> <laughs> what, does that mean we don't have to get day return tickets from New York to London? Yeah, it does. Even though you do go back inside. Okay, scrap it then. At this Give event, anger. At this event, did they put you in Concord and take you back inside to tell you? And the pilot was like, "I've heard you've lot, you lot have come from 2022, and that's this thing called Zoom." Do you know them? They might all stately homes where you go around and everyone's dressed up in like Tudor clothing. Oh, he's not happy. He's not happy. Mate, the first video call apparently in 1970. So, one minute. So, the first video call was invented before the Concorde. <laughs> then the Concorde came along. <laughs> and then it was made obsolete by the fact the video call came about. One minute. I'm not saying this is you, Brad. I'm saying this is this is the tour guide. But he's put loads of mayo on this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Will do, though, not yeah. Oh well, yeah. Concord was shut down. It had nothing to do with safety. It was just because of Zoom. Yeah. Um, um, I'd lo- I'd love to do that. Be a tour guide somewhere and just make makes a different fact up every time I go around. Oh yeah, you can prove anything with facts, though, can't you? Like just yeah. what they like. Um, Brad, what, go on. I, I do want to know other stuff about Concord. Did you get to go on it? Uh, yeah, because that's what you do on a tour. How much leg room is there? Are we, are we saying? Well, we signed first class, so yeah, it was quite a lot. It's quite comfy, actually. How, um, how, how long would it take to get to New York from Manchester or Barbados? Um, so a female pilot flew from New York to Manchester under three hours. That's actually wow. nuts. Don't need a lie flat blood for that, it, do you? It used to fly like. On the edge of Earth, that high. What in like the stratosphere? Yeah, so on the edge of Earth, uh, like like the one. Some of these <laughs> fire jacket. <laughs> so there used to be two pilots, and there used to be an engineer, and the engineer used to because the because obviously it used to get so hot. It used to have to like move the fuel around, so it had like twelve, I think twelve or like eighteen fuel tanks on on board. Yeah, yeah. Fact check that, Brad. Do you know what? Oh, you can't be confident about this one. Oh, come on now. That's me. Um, uh, Concorde flew at sixty thousand feet, where normal jets. Cruise at something between thirty and forty thousand. Air's thinner, I guess. Use less fuel. Well, you don't when you're going one thousand four hundred miles per hour. You use the same amount of fuel, then I guess. But would you have to use more fuel to get up there get... to actually ignite the fuel because the oxygen's thinner? Oh yeah. Get to Liverpool Lime Street in thirty six seconds, apparently from Manchester. That's what they promised about HS2. <laughs> oh, some, some more political satire. You're coming back to uh, Talking Heads and Tales, the number one political satire podcast. Uh, so at the event, I mean, you sent us some pictures of some good food. What else was on at the event? Oh, mate, there was this sticky topic pudding tart. Genuinely the most ridiculous thing I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, it looked incredible. Me and F- Pat had a F- really uh, F- in-depth... Three. You had three. That's, I mean, it's showing I mean, good restraint. That I think, Brad. I think three's. <laughs> I think three's not that many. Nah. Did 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 just want to know about the tactics you sort of used to consume those three? Did you have like? Did you have one and someone on your table didn't have it, and then you had a second? Or like, how did you get three in without feeling judged by everyone around you? So I picked up. So one was with. It came. There were lunch. Got one. So you, it's quite weird, actually. So we've got these, like, boxes with, with the food in. So it wasn't just, like, a case, like, self-service. It's a way to make it feel like you're on an aeroplane. But 
relatability of the Concord. Um, and then, so I got on then. Then we went, went into this other room to sit down. They were doing them in there. So I at mine and got another one in there, just stood up and got it. And then went and got a coffee. And they were next to the coffees. So I thought, hmm, I'll have another one. Nice. Yeah. A lot of respect for that. Well yeah. worth it. And I do think that these events think that financial advisors only drink either water or coffee because that was the only options we had all day. Apart from the night when we got boozy. So you stayed over, didn't you? Did yeah, you sleep in our, on concrete. In our, well, I slept on concrete. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think you can sleep on Concord. You've been it's a plane made in the night. You don't need to, do you? Well, not when it goes that quick, it goes back in time. Yeah, exactly. You didn't even need to sleep. Yeah, yeah. You wake up younger. He, he, did, yeah. say that, he did say that that people used to go to Barbados on a day to score to cricket. That's actually nuts. That is mad. Imagine you going to Barbados or New York just for a day. He said he went to New York once for the day, came back and his missus thought he went fishing and he just gave her the New York time and said, oh no, I've been to New York and back. Wow, but then technological advancements like the internet made, made <laughs> not sure that she could read the New York Times on the internet. Pat, it was 15 grand a ticket. If you could do a <laughs> conversation up, better than getting on a flight. But... Um, on the one we were on, obviously, it was the it was like the Royal Concord. But like you see, showing like places where like Michael Jackson sat, Madonna sat, is mega. That's mad, and also as well, like fifteen grand's like a lot of money now for a plane ticket. Like I wonder what how much it would be. Like what would fit? Like what would that fifteen grand be now? Do you know what I mean? Twenty five. So what what year we talking here? Two thousand. Jed, you've done oh, this before. It's completely years. wrong. One minute. No, I've got it here. Um, oh, I can't be asked in this. Uh, okay, sorry. No, I've scrapped that. Um, anything else from apart from your hotel from hell, Brad? Anything else from from that event? I mean, I've in, I've I've loved the yarn. Oh. A woman did a speech, which is quite good. It's quite relatable to... It's all about generational shifts and stuff. And she said, by 2040, there were more deceased people on Facebook than alive people on Facebook. That is mad. It's actually weird. Her grandma gave a speech in 1995 saying, <laughs> in 2005, we won't need the Concord because of technological advancements in uh, video calls. <laughs> He's growing tired of this one, I think, isn't he? I was tired of it as soon as you started laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I, I hope our four listeners find this as funny as uh, we have done. Yeah, me too. I, all right, then, I've got something for you. <clears throat> so, uh, in this week's versions of, of Pat's Stats, we've okay, not got... Um, go I love how you've started Pat's Stats whilst putting your glasses on. Like an old man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get the readers on. Right. So uh, this week we've gone we've gone slightly rogue. We've got uh, <clears throat> I've got six facts in front of me here. None of none of none are Mayo. And what you need to do is rank them in order from highest to lowest. Yeah. Are you happy with that? Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Okay. So the first one was the runs scored by Sachin Tendulkar. Okay. Second yeah. is the amount of people that have watched the FIFA YouTube channel, the FIFA's YouTube channel's video of Zinedine Zidane headbutting Maserati in the 2006 World Cup final. So YouTube, what? YouTube like, video of Zidane. Yeah, but it's it's the the FIFA channel version. Don't be don't yeah. be googling it because that's not fun. 
No, I'm just making uh, notes. Oh, don't be cheating. No, I'm writing them down so I remember. Uh, the number of consecutive days that Jed has kissed the feet of his James Roby poster. The number of total gold medals ever handed out, like ever, uh, at the Olympics in total. Centimeters in a marathon. Yeah. And points scored by Gavin Hansen. Okay. Right. He's won the highest number. Yeah. Um, all right, can we have a bit of like elevator music? No, no, because you're just going to goof. I haven't thought about this actually. I thought this was a good idea until I both saw you. Just get your phones out. No, I'm not Googling. I'm not Googling. I'm not. I've got, I've gotten, where's my camera here? I'm just making notes. You know what you're like? You know what you're like for winning though, Jed? Oh, can't lose, Jed. Can't lose. Uh, His streak um, comes out. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember one thing that you just said. To be fair, that's why right, I okay. no. From the top, total runs scored by Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah. yeah. Total that's... gold medals at the Olympics. Yeah. Centimeters in a marathon. Yeah. Points scored by Gavin Hansen. Yeah. How many people watched the Zinedine Zidane headbutt video? Yeah. And how many consecutive days has Jed kissed the feet of his James Roby poster? Uh, so that's six. I'm going to go centimeters and marathon first. Zidane second. Uh, medals third. Tandulka fourth. Gavin Henson fifth. All right. So I'm going to go. Um, YouTube video of Zidane one. I think that's got to be in the millions or hundreds of thousands at least. Two centimetres in a marathon, about 40,000. Three Sashin Tendulkar runs, probably about 20,000. Four consecutive days, um, I took to be the consecutive days St. Helens have been champions, so that's like one and a half thousand. And then gold medals, five, and Gavin Henson, six. Have you muted yourself? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Brad, if we do yours, you did uh, centimetres and marathon, didn't you? Number yeah. one. You got Jed last. Yeah. What was number two? Uh, the YouTube video. Well, I think that might, might be number one. Yeah. What was next? Three, I did medals. Four, I did Sachin Tandoka. Five, Gavin Henson. Okay, so six and a half million people have watched the headbutt video. Yeah, yeah far the first. It's four point two million centimeters in a marathon. Oh, I wasn't far off them, was I? No, that's two. So you've got the my wrong math, around. My, my math was way off. Yeah, I, d- I did want. To, yeah, I didn't want to draw attention to that, Jed. But you were. It's forty thousand meters. Two, or, two about? orders of magnitude out. It's 42k in it. Um, what else we got? No, uh, it's 26k third, in it. In third place, in third place, Sachin Dundalk's total runs were 50,000. He's, he's um, actually got 50,192. Yeah. Oh, so I was international. Yeah, so I've, I'm, I've got one, two, three right here. Uh, yeah, you have. And then fourth is total gold medals handed out at the Olympics. That's yeah, you see, I 4, knew that. 5,400 and something. And then fifth, we've got Gavin Henson's total career points at 1,051. Uh, 1, and then yep. last, oh, uh, and then, oh, no, no, sorry, Gavin Henson was six. In fifth place, we've got Jed has kissed. James Ruby's feet 1,089 times. And that's the number of days since they won the grand final in 2019. Yeah. The boys. Um, I mean, great. I loved it, especially because I won. 
uh, I think. <laughs> I think we need a game of PGA afterwards, don't we, Brad? Yeah, my, my head's not going to fall off today. I'll spank you both. Uh, I've also got an interesting fact. You can, and I've done a little bit of a rough calc. This is also sports related. So this is from the pre NRL prelim finals. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not actually going to do this as a quiz, but so in North Queensland, in Townsville. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the game was played. It was a yeah. sellout crowd. There was 25,000 people there. Wow. So, 25,000 people. The population of Townsville is Isn't 178,000. Like... Yeah, it's not a big place, Townsville, is it? No. So, if you say, like, 75-80% of the crowd was actually from Townsville, that means that 10% of Townsville was at this game. That's mental. Which I think is a bit nuts. Uh, but yeah, that was my interesting sports facts for the week. Uh, what else wow. have we got? I've lost this. So Townsville. Townsville's 117... No, 100, what was it? 78,000. 178,000. It's massive too. That's half, that's half the size of Newcastle upon time. And that's not a big like Newcastle's not a big city. No. Yeah. Maz off out and you can see talking. Let's find out actually. York. How many people live in York? More people live in York than live in Townsville. And York's not got a twenty five thousand seater stadium. Doncaster has a bigger population. Alright, uh, towns with 170,000 population. Let's have a look at this here. What have we got? So there is St. Ellen's, 180,000. Wow. And St. Ellen's is. I don't even know. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I don't it's think I'd know I was in selling St. Ellen's if I was in St. Ellen's. No, but Jed. Well, it was there the other week playing rugby. Uh, Kingston up on Thames. I've been there recently. One hundred seventy-seven thousand. Huntingdonshire, near Cambridgeshire. Yeah, I've been to Huntingdon. Wow, yeah. that's not a big place. Nope, Chelmsford. Yeah, mate. I mean, Townsville to say how big it is in rugby league terms. In Australia. I suppose there's no else up there, is there? Yeah, one club town. It was going to start, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. So, uh, boys, have we got anything else on our very rough agenda that we want to speak about? Or anything... Brad, have you heard about any... Have you remembered any of your other stories? Um... How did, really, no. our, how, did, how did we do with our predictions? I don't know, it was two weeks ago. Um, I could do a finals run. Obviously, no one predicted the final because we didn't do it, did we? No, I would have gone Penrith, though. <laughs> of course he Just would. For the record. Uh, so, Eels... On. I'm going to do a tally now. You two, you shine a little bit. Uh, Pat, ha, did you or have you kept up to date with any of the... Wait, uh, what score was Panthers v Bunnies? <sighs> Alright, one minute. Pat, have you kept up to date with any of the um, cricket going on in Pakistan? Uh, I haven't. So, so fill me in. Um, well, I've not been keeping up with it, so that's that fine All a right. bit. Uh, well, I know that. Uh, so, Panthers Rabbitohs was 32 12. Um, so, we have heard back from Sky Request a bit. Have you seen what they've said? I was actually just checking that. They've been a bit arsy, really. Yeah. They basically said, don't ask us, use the app, you're yeah. dafty. 
hi, you should be able to place this as a treble on site. Yeah. Which I don't like the tone, to be honest. Yeah, there's no, no need for it. It's rude. Yeah, it is. So I have asked our friends uh, who, if any of them have the um, app, but oh, I've none of them have replied. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, so Pat, in terms of the cricket, Mark Wood has his back playing, and in his first spell back playing international cricket, he bowled a 97 miles per hour ball. And and he often finds it confusing that he gets injured so easily. Yeah. But he's been cleaning up. He's played well. And Harry Brook from Yorkshire, who's been playing for England, for the, he's a player. Yeah, he is a player. Um, so I'm, I'm fancying our chances going into the World Cup. I think Australia, the pitches will really suit us. Yeah, I think as long as everyone stays fit. Like, yeah. I don't think they'll be at a, I don't know. I don't know whether I'd fancy being English and play cricket in Australia. Nah, same. But imagine if we go over there and win it. That'd be class. And it would be good. Jasprit Bummer is injured. I mean, he sounds like he's got a pretty bad stress factor in his back, so I hope he's all right, the lad. But, oh, that doesn't sound great. No, but I mean, that's India's out, isn't it? Because he would have been great yeah, on, them, w- on them bouncy pitches down, down under. Yeah, yeah, he would. I think... The- Pakistan will probably want to watch down there. I don't know what they always seem to play all right down in Australia. Yeah, um, obviously Australia, Windies. I don't know how um, they'll do. I think they'll do all right. They they often turn up for twenty twenty. Yeah, right, lads. Do you want the results? Yeah, yeah. So for the what? NRL, yeah. Um, in third place is Pat with one correct answer. I if I could now send a meme in, it would that Pikachu. It would be the Pikachu one of pretending to be shocked. <laughs> it would be, for me, it would be the sticker where I've gone slightly grey and look a little bit like the Pikachu that's pretending <laughs> to be shocked. <laughs> um, in second place is Jed with four. Oh, and I got five. Oh, close. Very close. Basically, came down to you picking cowboys over eels. Oh. And, and you then, picking sharks over bunnies. Yeah, not good. Um, and then for Super League, we've got. Pat on four. Nice. Well done, Pat. Is that also third, Brad? No, it's first. Oh, oh oy, oy. Like that. Me on Class. one. Nice. It's because you bet you backed Salford. I backed Wigan, Salford, and then Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jed on three. Oh. What score was the final, actually? Reverse order. Um, let's have a look. St. Helens. Elite. 24-12. Ooh. Pat, Jed, you said by 14. Oh. It's a 12. What a nightmare. And I've... To, to probably... Finish the podcast for this week. I've got the request to bet up. So it- I would, I would have a dabble if it was like a thousand to one. No. Oh, I bet it's like not great odds. So yeah, we all daft, like Leicester have killed the betting game. If you sixty-six put- to one. No, if you put a pound, then you get three hundred and fifty-six back. That's not so. Uh... Do you know what so I'd when, rather go? It's when not we as interesting. Ten each and put thirty quid on. You get ten grand get back. Ten grand. That would be a trip oh. to Vegas. That would yeah. be a funny trip to Vegas on Concord. We, we, yeah, we could have some vibrating, vibrating hey. anal beads with that money. 
We'll, we'll get some vibrating ale beads. We'll fly to Las Vegas and we'll land there last week. Yeah. Can't wait. And then, yeah, that'd be class. Because be, we'd have already done our day's work. Like, we'd have done our week's work. We'll just take a week off and yeah. go back in time. Um, do you know what, though? I'd much rather go down and put a pound on a 15-game accumulator because it's just a bit more interesting, isn't it? <laughs> well, you're probably better on less games doing a 15-game accumulator than... You are? 100%. Oh. So, I might do a big hacker this weekend, actually. Yeah, I just find it. them dead funny because I'm like, ah... Scunthorpe United have let me down. I mean, I'd never bet on like teams like that. Um, so, for do we want one final thing before we sign off? Go on, then. So, New Zealand are playing Leeds in a World Cup warm-up game tomorrow, and the New Zealand team's just been released. Do you want to know it? Is it not a start in 17? Yeah. Oh, well, 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 actually, so one, Charles Nickel Clockstar, two, Rappiner, three, Hiku, four, Seb Chris, five, Ronaldo Molitalo, six, Kieran Foran, and seven, this is the reason I wanted to say, as is Swan Song, captain in the side, Thomas Luluai. Ah, that's class. That's, that's pretty class, isn't it? And yeah. then I, I would hate to be Leeds right now because. Eight Jesse Bromwich, nine Brandon Smith, ten Nelson Afossa Solomona, eleven Kenny Bromwich, twelve Brit Nicora, thirteen Isaac Liu. Also, as well, if you played for Leeds, could you be asked? Not at all. Leeds have like... got squad to be fair, but then I still don't think I'd want to play against them. No, definitely not. As if Tommy Lula is playing, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty sick, I think. All right, right. boys, you taking us out? Me? Nah, Brad. Brad is. No, Pat, I I really enjoy your um, closing out the show, so you can go up, mate. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Um, please find us at CHT Pod or email us. Not that any of you do. We ask every week and you still don't. Um, so good to speak to you, boys. See you later. See you later. Please, we just have one email, just off anyone. <laughs> yeah. Please. It doesn't even have to say anything. It yeah. could literally be no subject, no content, and I'll be yeah. happy with that. Please. Bye, boys. Bye-bye.